He's taken over college football. What did we learn from their dominant win over TCU? And what are they going to do against Nebraska this week? We're going to talk about that on today's episode. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Buffs, which is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Today's episode, we have a special guest, Colin Moore from Life and Football. As you can see there, his Twitter account is Life and Ball. Colin, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Good to you, man. Appreciate you for having me. Appreciate you for joining. Colin was on on site for TCU's for, for Colorado's first game at TCU. Um, it was a crazy thriller. Um, Colorado obviously walked away victorious, which has kind of changed the narrative around Colorado, Coach Prime, the whole team in general. So we're just going to dive right in and discuss the Deion Sanders effect, the Coach Prime effect. Um, if you saw the video after the game, Colin was the guy that he he dapped up at. I think the video is like nine minutes, around the seven, eight minute mark. That's him right there. So if he looks yeah. familiar, that's why. <laughs> um, but what is just dive in and give me like an overall picture of the Coach Prime effect um, for the culture, for college football, and just how people are reacting to it after the win. Man, listen. The moment he got there in December, it was game on. I seen Jimmy Horn post that Colorado had offered him. In my mind, I say Jimmy like that because I'm right here in Florida and I'm like 30 minutes from Tampa. So I'm like, man, if we get Jimmy, ooh, I know Shador going to do his thing because Shador in the HBCU threw 70 TD passes, almost between seven to 8,000 yards. So I'm like, man, we get him at wide receiver. It's a wrap because he fast. He can run, get the ball to him. So really, Lord behold, Coach Prime had really been in contact with a lot of players since Jackson State. Like, he always recruited big. He never recruited for the level he was at. He always recruited for the best of the best. If you was a dog, he wanted you. So most of the guys that I done done interviews with, Coach Prime was already in contact with him while he was at Jackson State. So these guys had already had relationships with him. Most of the ballers was really waiting on him to be at Power 5 because a lot of guys want to be at that Power 5 level. So they was waiting on him. When he made the move, I told everybody really the past few days that Coach Prime, everybody thought, well, they this, they that, they this. Nah, that's just people who ain't watching the team talking. We really got an all-star squad. We got a quarterback that can go top five this year or next year. We got wide receivers. The four or five that play out there can get drafted in the top three rounds. The linemen, some of those can get drafted. The running backs, some of those can get drafted. And that's just on offense. And really, the way this thing look on offense, I don't really see nobody that can really shut us down on that offense, man. That offense is on another level. But yeah, the problem is 500 yards. You, when you, when Jimmy Horn records, I think it was like 110 ish yards receiving. Nobody talks about him because there's other guys that had four touchdowns. A guy had 115 yards and a touchdown. That's how you know it's crazy. <laughs> and then on top of that, we ain't even seen all the Coach Prime players unleashed. Hmm. We just seen a few of them. Hmm. You ain't even seen Jimmy in full lot go, Alto full lot go. Man, it's so many more Willie Gaines, Omar Young Miller, Caleb Mathis. Man, this thing can go on and on. You ain't even seen DK 
on defense. One of the top five fastest players on the team overall, and he played linebacker. Imagine mm -hmm. him out there going sideline to sideline. Coach Prime went and got all dogs, but the outside world who went watching him, of course they'll say he only going to win three games. They went watching him. If you really know ball, you will see, not you, but it just in general, if a person mm -hmm. really know ball, they'll see that he got Jimmy, uh, Jimmy and Xavier, they ball where they was at. You got D-Mac, he ball where he was at. You got Shane, he ball where he was at. JD, he ball where he, everybody ball where they was at. Now coach just brought them together and they finna ball for Colorado, in which we seen. Yeah. And, and I, I, have tell you, I, I have to tell you, Colin, I did, I won't say doubt them. I question is the word right. I use because a team with over 50 transfers, 80 new people, I just hadn't seen them play. You know, I'm an eye test person. I think there's a lot to go with the eye test and then use a little bit of analytics from PFF and stuff like that. And there was some questionable um, reasons to question this team, I guess, moving forward. And so TCU, I was like, they'll cover. I think they lose a close one. I was wrong. I've said yeah. I said it on every episode since. Everybody's let me know I was wrong. We're all yeah. wrong every once in a while. Um, I know I'm perfect, but not all the time. Um, right. But talk about the they win the game, right? But what is the new narrative around Coach Prime and the team? Because obviously you've had the chance to interview um, a lot of the players over on Life and Football and kind of talk about what their buy-in is and what the new energy is. Man, all them boys from day one was believing exactly what Coach Prime said. He said he was going to bring in dogs and was going to dominate from day one. And that's what they believe. That's what all of them over the summer from March all the way up to the end of July. That's what every player that interviewed with me, they got on and said they love how on um, Coach Prime. They say Coach Prime pretty much and the whole staff talk life to you mm -hmm. and encourage you and push you. And, and show you where you trying to go. And they talking it to you. Then you come in the field room, they going to show you. Then you go to practice, you going to grind. Like, when you really look at it, we have an offensive coordinator who's been in the top five on rushing and passing mm -hmm. within his scheme. You got a defensive coordinator who been around, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban. Like, you can't lose there. Then you got the... uh. You got Coach Prime, the man that don't lose. Like when you look at him at Jackson State, not that spring session where he just got there and they say, hey, it's time to play ball. No, nah, when he really got his guys, he only lost, what, one game in a two-season span. That was against Louisiana Monroe, and they barely lost that. The other two losses came from the bowl game, the, mm -hmm. uh, the celebration bowl. Right. So, really, the players been buying in from day one. It, the, I, again, it's the outside world who didn't see it. We seen all the ballers because we kept looking. Like, we looking at, oh, that one. Oh, let's go see what his highlights look. Oh, his highlights <laughs> like that. Like, you ain't even seen Javon Antonio. Right. He was at Northwestern State and got off. And that's a D1AA. But the conference he played in in D1AA, that's a good conference. But people don't realize that. They just – people just talk. But now at, it ain't no more talking because you get to yeah. see him in action. I was gonna say we look at the logos or the like the logo on the helmet or whatever, maybe the logo on the jersey, and it's like NCAA two A or whatever it is, and everybody's yeah. like, eh, well, or he went to he went to Northwestern State. Is he gonna be good? Or USF? It was a group of five school. Are they gonna be good? I right. kind of talked about before we move on. I wanted to get your thoughts on the outside people. So I did an episode about it. I think it was a few days ago now. Um, before the game, Colorado had the worst roster in the country, worse than UMass, who. 
Um, I think when I looked into it, they had like three or four winning seasons in their program's history. Um, no, no shade to UMass. Keep trying, boys. We're trying the Minutemen. You guys will get it eventually. Um, but people were kind of, for lack of a better term, taking a you know what on Colorado and Coach right. Prime. And I think there's a when it comes to reporting about Coach Prime, I think there's a lot of energy of like people kind of want him to fail because they want to be like, not because they don't want him to, to succeed, but they want to be right about him failing. Like they want right. to be like, I said he was going to fail and he did. Could you elaborate on that and what the energy for the national people are? Right. The national was saying, oh, they're just going to win three games. They're <laughs> going to lose so much. I could be at the barbershop and they saying, Colin, I know you rock hard with Coach Prime. I know you rock hard with Colorado, but what you think they're going to do? And then somebody asked me, to, like, before I left for the game for TCU, they said, hey, you ain't say they was going to lose, uh, beat TCU, did I? I said, yeah, I said they were going to beat TCU. And they were like, you think they're going to beat them? I said, bro, I'm I'm watching the team. This is what I tell everybody on the outside world. I mm -hmm. say, name me three players off of every team that Colorado going to play. Name me three players. Nobody that spoke with me could name me three players off of every team we going to face, but we supposedly going to lose to everybody. But you can't, they can't name me no players. So how can you tell me we're going to lose and you don't know nobody? And then Tom Luganville, we interviewed him on our podcast at Life and Football, me and Mike did. Mm -hmm. um, he a great guy. I don't know what made him get on there and say that. They must have paid him a lot of money. They must have paid Tom Luganville some money. And they say, yeah. hey, look, they say, hey, run up your likes, boy. Run up <laughs> your views. Because ain't no way he would say that knowing Shador balled out at the FB, uh, at HBC level, HBCU level. And then on top of that, Travis Hunter like that. The guys that Coach Prime brought in was from uh, D1. It wasn't like he got them from D1AA. He was bringing a lot of guys from D1. And hmm. them guys came over there to Jackson State and shine. Not the same guys that shine. They're shining here. So I don't know why the media just beat him down like that. I guess it felt good to chime with all your boys. Hey, you know what, man? Uh, we, it, yeah, he's gonna lose. You, you really think it? I'm just gonna say it too. It sounds good. Three games, <laughs> three games. But how could you say a person gonna uh only win three games yeah. when they brought in a all star squad? Mm -hmm. And then what people failed to realize was when TCU played Colorado last year, this the runner up national championship team. They barely beat Colorado. They beat them in the at the end of third or early fourth. Yeah, they barely got out of there. That was the case that I was, was making. one in eleven team. Yeah, that was the case I was making. Cole, and the worst part is I just couldn't commit to getting over the hump and being like, "This is a dub." I was like, "It's gonna be a close one." I needed to see the team first. Now, now I know. You know, people are wrong, and here I am being wrong. Um, but realistically, that was the case I was making when I did my locked over crossover with locked on horned frogs, locked on Big right. Twelve. I was like, using the transitive property, my favorite property of all, Chandler Moore struggled against the 1-11 team. So why right. is he going to do against a team that's supposed to be better? Um, right. We learned he made some mistakes. He had some good moments, made some mistakes. Um, we're going to talk about what we learned about the Colorado football team. But before, I need to tell you guys about our sponsor, sponsor LinkedIn Jobs. Um, these days, every new potential hire could feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I tell you guys all the time, my first job out of school, Pac-12 Network, connected with the hiring manager, talked about what they needed. I said I could do that. We met. 
got hired. That was my first job. Um, if you want to find the perfect candidate like I was, um, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Um, it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the quality, excuse me, qualified candidates to help help you. Wow, excuse me. Candidates to help, you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Colin. <laughs> Let's do this. We're back. We're talking about what we learned about Colorado and what we learned about TCU, I guess, in a little bit. Um I know we're not in the business of negativity out here, but talk to me about that rush defense because I would say if we had to nitpick something, they did give up, I think it was like 260 yards, 7.1 yards per carry. What did we learn about this team and what can we expect moving forward? Now, we was running the same similar offense. Mm -hmm. uh, TCU, that offense generated out of Art Browse. Our offense basically generated out of Art Browse. Mm -hmm. So Kendall Browse was running TCU's uh, offense. Sean Lewis was running ours. But it's all based from Art Browse. So it's go, go, go. What I learned is we've been, we had been pretty good, but we didn't break. We yeah. didn't break. So now you get time to go back and then maneuver things. Okay, well, maybe you missed, you missed this. The linebacker missed that. So now they're just going to go over film study. They're going to get in there. They're going to get on the D-line ahead. They're going to get on the uh, linebacker's head, and they're going to get on the secondary. And once they do that and make them adjust adjustments for Nebraska, because Nebraska going to be looking at this game like, ooh, okay, our quarterback, he can throw, but he a better runner. But he can make some throws. So mm -hmm. let's try to pound it on uh, Colorado. So I'm assuming that's what Nebraska going to do based off a of TCU game. But we're mm -hmm. going to make adjustments. They gonna have it where the players line up the correct way. They whatever they was running because I think they was running a maybe a three three five if I'm saying that mm -hmm. right. But they might switch it and run a four three. So or uh, um uh, uh five two. So you just never know. But yeah, I know they gonna go to that D line and they gonna get on their head. I know. Matter of fact, they probably did it Sunday. <laughs> Sunday when they reviewed the film, they got on everybody and told every player what they need to improve on to keep that starting job. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. It had to happen because, honestly, I think there's two ways to look at it. If the defense line had a pulse, they win that game by 20. Because that's right. Like, they, they should have won that game. They had multiple moments to kind of close them out and yeah. get that kill shot, and they didn't. And right. that's kind of what gave TCU those last couple chances. Yeah. But on the other side, if you're TCU – not sure why you stopped running the ball. Um, I don't know why they decided to just give all faith in Chandler Morris and be like, you know what? We think it's a great decision for you to throw at Travis Hunter again. Let's try it. Um, because Travis had, he broke up a touchdown in the corner of the end zone. He The diving interception was absurd. I think he dove like five yards through the air. That was right by me. Man, that play was amazing. Yes, that was on TV. It, it didn't even look like it was possible because you see there was kind of like a pick action going on with the other receivers and corners. And all of a sudden he dives out in front of everybody. And I was like, okay, that was absurd. And yep. then there was, I think it's late third quarter. He dropped an interception. Um, they threw one Jeez. to the left side and he jumped up and missed it. But Chandler Morris kept trying them. Not sure why they could have ran the ball, but Colorado knows what they need to build off of. Right. Um, if you're 
Charles Kelly, how would you adjust the defense? Um, because, you know, Jeff Sims, Nebraska quarterback, if you're not familiar, um, inter interception prone. Um, right. We saw him throw an interception against Minnesota. I've been saying there were so many defenders in the area. They could have played rock, paper, scissors to who was going to catch it. Yeah. Um, he's an athletic guy, great athlete, but yeah. his, sometimes his decision-making is not the best. So what would your approach be? We're going to get ready to stop this run because I mm -hmm. know that's what they're going to be looking for. They're going to throw the ball with him. He's going to make some throws, but I ain't saying he'll make some that are just tear So they'll make some throws. But when you break it down to the trenches, our trenches versus their trenches will be good. Our skill players versus their skill players, we're going to dominate them. Hmm. Skill on skill, we're going to dominate them. So their defense can't outmatch our offense. So we're going to firepower them. Now it's just, will our defense not allow them to run it like that? and just keep running it. So when we start shutting down that run, it's going to be a route. So yeah. that's what Charles Kelly game plan is because they know they're going to come in and try to run. Because when they was playing Minnesota, the game didn't look that good, and Minnesota didn't have a Shador. Minnesota didn't have wide receivers that they know they can go to the NFL, running backs that can get out of there at the click of a button. They didn't have that. We do. So mm -hmm. we're going to eat their defense. But it's what Nebraska going to try to run it. Now, they mm -hmm. got to throw it, but they're going to really try to run it. And once they see that run ain't, uh, ain't there, it's going to really get ugly when he starts just throwing, throwing, throwing. It is, especially if Colorado could get to a position where it's a shootout. Well, it's supposed to be a shootout. Nebraska can't – they can't be in the shootout. They're not going to be out here just throwing darts down the field. That's just not who they are. I think right. Nebraska's strategy is probably going to be, oh, we're going to hand the ball off first and second down, get it to third and manageable, um, short pass, maybe another handoff. They're going to try to kill the clock um, because obviously with the new first down rules, um, the clock no longer stops on first down. And right. so if you can kind of limit the possessions that Colorado has, that's probably the best way to stop their offense is keep them off the field because you're probably not going to stop them. Um, right. What did what do we learn about the offense? Obviously, we kind of knew that Shadur was that guy. Um, I thought there'd be a little bit of learning curve from the FCS to the power five level. But I mean, just prove me wrong, Shadur, because it looked like if there was a 10 year vet in college, like if there was a, a such thing. It looked like that. Um, he was slicing and dicing the defense over 500 yards, 81% completion percentage. What do we right. learn about the offense, if anything? Man, well, I've been watching them for the, for the longest. So when I seen, like, again, when I seen all the players that came over, mm -hmm. there's no learning curve. You got guys who league bound. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Horn, league bound. Javon Antonio, league bound. And we ain't really even get to see him. Uh, Xavier Weaver, league bound. Travis Hunter, you already know. Them boys ready. Yeah. He made throwing that thing, bum, bum, bum. He like a technician out there, man. When I watched him, I said, I'm really watching the truth. Now, I knew he's – I know he's a top five quarterback this year or next year, whichever one he come out. But the fact to see him live action, not practicing, to see how he, he, he warms his arm up before every drive that he goes back out there. He warms his legs up. Before every drive, he goes back out there. So I was like, if he doing all that, I wonder what Tom Brady talked to him. Then I seen a quote before I came on. Tom Brady said, don't be satisfied. So 5'10 ain't nothing to him. My boy finna go for 6'10, 7'10. My boy finna try to throw for all the yards you can throw for in the game. <laughs> and really, it, it went no, the summer is when they all got there and now we clicking. Boom. Mm -hmm. Boom, Because them boys was working out in Miami one time together, in Houston one time together. They was working. 
and everybody got the same goal. They want to win, but at the end of the day, what's the real true main goal? You want to get to that league. I can't get to the league unless I dominate. So who I need to connect with? My quarterback, my, my linemen. I needed to connect with these boys so I can get to that league. That's the real goal, and they doing it. Yeah, that offense looked explosive. I think outside of the run game kind of being ineffective, I was pleasantly surprised by the – I was pleasantly pleased with the offense. Like they were clicking every throw. I think Shadur maybe had three bad throws. There was the short – the one that he threw under Travis Hunter – um, in the first, but other than that, he was on the money. I think he probably yeah. throws one of the best deep balls in college football. Yeah, um, it reminds yeah. me of RG three um, going back to like 2012, 2013, because he throws it to the moon and then all of a sudden just drops right down into the right. receivers, right down into his hands. So yeah. we learned Shadur Sanders. There's no learning curve. He has already gone over the learning curve. Um, the only comparison we had for him last year was Cam Ward from who came from incarnate word, went to Washington state, different style of play, but that was the only closest comparison we had. And I think he's, Further along than Cam Ward was at this time. Hey, Cam can't touch him. Cam good, but uh, Shador is a top five quarterback. He'll he franchise quarterback for somebody in the league this year or next year. Yeah, it was. I think a lot of people, if they didn't watch Shador at Jackson State, which I mean, there wasn't a lot of opportunities to except for the Cricket Bowl and the, against FAMU, yeah. but um, if they didn't know him now, let, allow him to introduce himself because he did. Um, yeah. Before we move on and talk about the Nebraska game, I need you guys to know that this episode of Locked on Bus is brought to you by Game Time. Um, getting tickets, it can be stressful sometimes. Sometimes uh, we want to go to a game like a Colorado, Nebraska, and the ticket prices are just through the roof. Um, with Game Time, you don't have to worry about that. Um, buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. Um, game Time is fast and easy for tickets, for sports, music, comedy, theater near you, everything you need, Game Time has it. Um, and they have last minute deals that you could buy up right to the opening of the game. So they have flash deals and last minute tickets. Like I said, easy to find and buy tickets. Um, if you want to get these tickets, um, go to game time, um, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase terms. Apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on college for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed over at game time. Okay, Colin, we're talking about the Nebraska game. They're going to be the first um, game of the Coach Prime era at home. Um, yeah. Nebraska, obviously, they lost 13 to 10 against Minnesota. That was, that's what we call a typical Big Ten game. Um, yeah. Ugly offense, great defense. Um, if it was the early 2000s, everyone would have loved that game. But now we like seeing points. So everyone hated, hated that style of play. Uh, what do you think Colorado needs to do to win the game? And what do you think Nebraska is going to try to do to kind of throw them off their game and learn from TCU's mistakes. TCU, I mean, Nebraska is going to watch that TCU film, mm -hmm. and they're going to see on offense, we got to try to pound that ball down their throat on Colorado throat. That's what they're going to try to do. They, they Jeff Sims going to throw it, but I, I want to say they're going to keep his throws in between 20 to 25 attempts. I don't think he's just going to be out there. I don't think he's going to be out there throwing it like that. So, that I ain't really worried about. And I think they're going to run him more. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to take him and make him look like he rolling out. And he may throw it, mm -hmm. but he's going to be in that running mode. They're going to use him to run more because they want this win. So he'll run more. Probably he'll run more. And they're going to try to pound it down our throat. Now, on defense, they're going to try to hold it down. They're going to try to figure out a way. And they're going to try to say, okay, let's just lock down the pass because the run don't look like it's that good compared to the past. So they're going to try to build everything around the past. So they're mm -hmm. probably going to have their linemen trying to do all type of moves 
to get to Shador as fast as they can to make him get it out of his hands quick. And they may not have a spy on him because he didn't really take off like that, but you never know when Shador decided to run on you. So they're going to probably try to have them ends crashing down and the uh, uh, D-Tycles pushing it up front to try to suffocate him in there to get it out of his hands. Because I don't think they're going to be scared of our run game, but they know we got one. Yeah, And they're going to try to watch Dylan Edwards coming out that backfield all day. They're going to be looking at that all day like, do not let him get loose. So, yeah, and I think Sean Lewis is going to scheme him up. I think we saw it. I think both Dylan Edwards touchdowns, he had two receivers or three receivers on the last one on the left side, and they all basically were just setting legal picks, um, yeah. just running slant routes, and Dylan Edwards just goes out for the wheel route, and he's wide open. Um, that last one, if you're the, if you're watching it on TV, it's harder to tell like what looks we're getting. Right. So on TV, it looks like Dylan Edwards is wide open, and TCU probably didn't even have 11 people on the field. That's how open yeah. he was. Yeah. But in reality, the defense is all trying to work their way there after getting baited into running to the other side. Right. Um, what did you make of, which I talked about some, I talked to a Nebraska guy and he says that a lot of the beef between Matt rule, coach prime is fan made, which I feel like part of that is true. Um, I feel like the fans, they take stuff and run with it a little bit, but what do you make of this rivalry? Because it is one of the more underrated rivalries in college football. Now, both of them, they most nine times out of 10 going to have that love and respect for each other before Mm -hmm. and after the game, during the game. It is Matt Rule just came into Nebraska. Coach Prime just came into Colorado. They have to dive deep into this, this rivalry and act like they've been in the rivalry, born and raised in that. Like, I'm in Florida. So I get the Florida versus Florida State, the Florida State versus Miami. I get that game. You can feel it. Like, you like, ooh, it's, it's your friends playing against each other, ready right. to knock each other out during the game. So that's what this going to be about. They're going to both be pulling and looking at the old games. They got everybody in Nebraska, I'm pretty sure, telling Matt Rule what this game means. Everybody in Colorado telling me what it means, and I ain't even up there. So if they Colorado people telling me what it means, yeah. I know they done told Coach Prime what it means and the squad. So everybody know you're not wearing red. You're not talking about nothing with an N on it. You Listen, ain't red nothing. Probably ain't even ran nothing with an R on it. So both both programs finna be locked in and treat this like a like what it is, a full-on rivalry. And mm-hmm. it'll be everything. And that's what's gonna make the game good too. Cause it's a rivalry. So they they're gonna play up. And then technically, this gonna be a championship game for Matt Rule versus us. And every game we play, we know it's everybody's championship game. They coming mm-hmm. for us. They like, hey man, we finna knock Coach Prime them out. Yeah. So they both of them been to come with it. Yeah, Nebraska needs a win here because that Minnesota win was unexpected. I think Nebraska fans were hoping to start the year off 4-0, 5-0 before no, things. It was unexpected to who? Because I made a video saying Minnesota was going to win. The reason I thought Minnesota was going to win, mm-hmm. I watched P.J. Flat recruit. This man yeah. had been recruiting since he got there. So he was stacked with players. Yeah. But they're young this year, but they still was stacked with players. Matt Rule just got there from Coach Frost's offense. And Matt Rule always go to teams he have to turn around. And in his first year, he always get whooped. That's just Matt Rule. He yeah. get whooped the first year, and the next year he'll dominate. So next year, I expect Matt Rule to be better. This year, yeah, he finna take that whooping. Yeah, it, 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 they finna take that whooping. When they come to the point, Nebraska fans, 
Nebraska fans were hoping to start off 4 0 because they had Minnesota, Colorado, who they are, they at the, before the season, they thought they were going to throttle. Now they're not even favored by the odds makers. And then yeah. they have Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. So they were hoping to go like a light 4 0 before they got yeah. beat down by Michigan. And it's, it's not looking that way. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think the win, because here's the thing the win means more for Nebraska, I would say, just because. If they lose, then they're, they're like, is this Scott Frost 2.0? Obviously, we have the Matt Rule process. We've seen it. He goes to Baylor, goes 2-10, and 1-11, whatever it was. The next year, they're in the Big 12 title game. Right. Um, we saw it at Temple. He kind of turned the program around quickly. But it's still going to be painful for Nebraska fans who thought they would be back immediately. Um, for Colorado, though, what does this win mean? Because I'll tell you what I think it means. Um, they're going to fly up the rankings even more. Um, the brand for Coach Prime, which he doesn't need any help building his brand, but it's going to continue to grow. Um, there's a lot more Colorado fans than I've ever seen. Colorado has never been this relevant in my life. And I think a lot of people are going to start, they're going to go from maybe this is like just a fluke to, oh, wow, he's legit got this. <laughs> no, no, not yet. They're going to say, Nebraska is not good. You seen him versus Minnesota and you seen him <laughs> versus TCU. They're going to beat Nebraska and they're going to surely beat Colorado State. What they're going to be waiting on is the Oregon game. Mm, yep. That's where everybody is waiting. They hoping. They like, oh, he'll beat Nebraska. He'll beat Colorado State. But when he get to Oregon, oh yeah, Oregon finna tear him up. That's what they waiting on. They may not go up the rankings too much because they waiting for Oregon to kick them out the rankings. So they don't right. want to put them up too high because if you put them up too high, you can't knock them out. They gonna mm-hmm. probably try to keep them up under that twenty, uh, barely at nineteen, or uh, no more than seventeen because you seen. TCU was 17 and got kicked out. Right. That's what they waiting on. They don't care how many wins he get. When he by the time he hit Oregon, they ready to say that's the real game. They waiting for Oregon and USC. We probably ain't gonna go no higher than 17 before we play Oregon. Okay. That's what they waiting on. It makes sense. Well, because Oregon, we finna get them. Oregon's a good test because Oregon sim weaker defense. I'm sure their defense is improved. Hard to tell. Right. And you pay, play Portland State and hang 81 on. I didn't learn anything from that game. Nothing. There, was nothing, there was nothing I watched from that game where I was like, wow, didn't see that coming. Because right. Portland State, bless them. You know, keep doing your thing, guys. But we knew yeah. Oregon was going to blow them out. Um, I think the most impressive aspect of that game was how many push-ups Puddles deducted. Um, because yeah. he, does, he does push-ups for every point or whatever really? it is, for every touchdown. So that was the most impressive thing to me. Because I think he threw down like 500, tu- or 500 push-ups. But... Colorado, Oregon, those offenses going at it are going to be a great matchup. And we're going to talk about that when we get there, of course, Colin. Right. Um, I appreciate you for coming on the show. Um, you guys can follow Colin at Life and Football, where you can watch interviews, um, his live coverage at the games. Um, I'm going to be live casting or live streaming after the game on Saturday. Maybe Colin will hop on and talk about what he saw up and personal, up close and personal. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining. Colin, tell the appreciate people what you're working on next. Man, right now we got, look. I got it seemed like interviews all this week because everybody want to talk about Coach Prime bringing me down. And uh, on his big debut, that's his yep. press conference. And God blessed me with he decided to let me share a little piece in it. Yep. So they want a lot of people want to interview me about that. And then as far as this week, man, I'm ready for Nebraska game. We fly, I fly out there Friday. We get yep. there Friday, um, straight to Denver. Probably eat some breakfast up there in Denver. Then I'm heading straight to Boulder. I'm going to tour the city. I'm going to tour the facilities. I'm touring everything, all Colorado. Then I do a meet and greet with the people. And as far as this week, you know, we on live like 
four times a day on YouTube. We okay. we get it in. Nice. Hey, we talk about Colorado football all day long. So yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. And then on Fridays, me and my business partner, Mike Figures, we have a podcast episode where we interview different players and coaches all around the country, not just Colorado, but all around the country. And we've been doing that since 2019. So they can follow us on uh, Life and Ball on Twitter, Life and Ball underscore on Instagram, YouTube, you know, it's Life and Football. And we got our website, lifeandfootball.com. So they want to check us out. We got interviews from probably some of your favorite coaches and players from the, from, High school level to the NFL. We got it all. They got it all over at Life and Ball, Life and Football. Go check them out. Thank you, Colin, for joining us. This is Locked on Bus. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Your team, every single day, we have a podcast about something. So make sure to check us out. Colorado taking on Nebraska this week. I think it's going to be a double-digit double win. We'll have to find out. Thank you, Colin. Appreciate it.